if you looked at, at the internet, every public discussion forum was text-based. So the, the kind of the idea that got wedged in my brain that I couldn't dislodge was, what if we could create Twitter or Reddit, but in a way that felt like TikTok, so mm-hmm. that you could swipe your way through video conversations? Hello, everyone. I'm Abhinav Jain, and this is the Real Abhinav Audio Experience. On this episode, I talked to Greg Spiridelis, who is a very talented and creative entrepreneur. He has just started a new social media app called Hi-Ho, and I bet you guys this is going to be the next big thing. Now, Greg has a track record for being successful as an entrepreneur. He founded JibJab back in the day in 99, and then he, him and his brother also started StoryBots, which they then sold to Netflix. And finally, they're working on this app called Hi-Ho, which makes it easy for people to have face-to-face conversations in a thread-like format, such as Reddit or Twitter. As you guys know, people get very mean on comments, but when you have to put your face out there, you'd be surprised at how nice people get. Aside from talking about Hi-Ho, I also dig into Greg's background and how he's dealt with all the stresses and anxiety that come by being a serial entrepreneur. You guys will hear a lot of the same topics that I talk about for general well-being around dealing with mental health and making sure you are at your best self every single day. So you'll hear it from Greg and verify that I've been telling you guys the same thing all along. So I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. We had a great time. It was a short, sweet conversation, and I hope to have Greg back soon. Let's get into this episode. Enjoy. All right, Greg, thank you so much for being here. I found you on this new exciting app called Hi-Ho. He's the founder and uh, the CEO of this app, which you guys, if you haven't heard of, you know it now. Uh, Greg, how are you today? I am doing great. I'm excited to be here to talk about Hi-Ho and, uh, you know, my journey as an entrepreneur. Yes, yes. It's so funny because I was using the app. I think I heard about it through Gary V. He texted the community, which I'm a part of, and he was like, hey, yeah. I just posted a question here. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna check it out. So I went on there for a couple of days and, and I posted a little bit and it was really neat because it almost felt to me like what you miss out in the comment section, which is context. Like people just yep. type something yep. and you're like, uh, uh, what do you mean? But you don't get the tone yes. of voice and you don't get that sort of uh, middle, like the important piece, like the gestures, the facial expressions, you don't get any of that. And so kind of con- comments can be so misleading, which is something that is is very big of, of a problem, I would say. So tell me a little bit yeah. about, about like, how did this hi-ho thing even come come to life? Like, yeah, and that. before before we move on, I think that that's critical, which is I think what's lack what's absent in social media now, which is so important, is that face-to-face yeah. connection. I think not only does it provide context, but it also engenders equity, uh, um, empathy, and also I think just kindness. Like it's very easy to be a you know, an asshole when you're typing 280 so characters true. into a text box. But when you're like looking at somebody in the face and you're hearing them, I think you can, you connect on a much deeper level. And that's, that's really one of the core, um, I think problems with social media that, that we believe we can fix with the new format that we've developed, which is asynchronous threaded video conversations, a lot of mumbo jumbo, but in essence, the ability to have a public discussion, not just in text uh, format like you see on Reddit or uh, Twitter, but to do it in a face-to-face video way that's asynchronous. And it's quick because like imagine 
if you wanted to reply to someone on YouTube, you'd have to go and make a video, you have to upload it on YouTube, send them a link right here. Yep. It's just like right on the video yes. like a thread. So I yes. think that's fascinating. Built for speed. Absolutely. One of our number one product um, objectives is speed. It needs to feel, you know, we always say it's got to be moving at the speed of a conversation. Like I can't be sitting there waiting for a video to upload, going through a whole bunch of different steps. It's like, if I see something that engages me that I have something of value to add, I can tap reply, I can record and I'm on my way. So yeah, yeah it's great. To, it's great to hear those um, that those product features are, are being recognized and pre- appreciate because I think you really hit two of the uh, those key features and, it, and maybe now is a good time I can take a step back and say like where did this you know where did hi ho come from um, so just for some context I have been uh, building digital media uh, products for over two decades now which is insane uh, I started with a company called jib jab which was one of the earliest viral video companies on the internet we were viral before it was a term it was uh, we were actually we were around for almost five years before YouTube even existed. We were, you know, producing videos, uh, mostly animation or pretty much all animation, distributing at over 56k uh, phone wires, wow. which is really fun. Yeah, so we were we were way back in the day, and you know, the 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 idea there, the thing that really excited us was, wow, like all these gatekeepers. My brother was an artist; he was my co-founder and an animator, and I had just kind of left Wall Street and investment banking in pursuit of doing something entrepreneurial. And I was just fascinated with the idea that anybody with a you know couple of thousand dollars worth of equipment could create something and distribute it all around the world with no gatekeeper. Keep in mind, before the internet, you if you were creative, you needed to go into a Viacom or a Disney or a Warner Brothers and like pitch your idea and hope some knucklehead creative executive thought it was good enough to invest in. Like now all of a sudden really the the barrier to entry was talent and i was i was just fascinated by that so i started jib jab with my brother and we just kind of we were producing and learning along the way and you know we had some breakout hits like our first was a a political satire called this land is your land um and then it was uh it was probably one of the first global viral videos it was pretty insane and then we kind of evolved the company to say once facebook came around i was like wow like we can connect with Facebook and access people's photos. What if we could give them tools to create personalized videos? And so out of that came Elf Yourself and some of the other, basically Jib Jab, we built like a very large subscription business doing personalized videos. Um, but it was always like what's happening in technology and how can we leverage those changes to create new forms of entertainment? And I think, you know, that served our next adventure. Mine and my brothers, we started a company called Storybots, which we saw YouTube and we had young kids and we said, oh my God, like we can distribute kids content and the kids content on YouTube had huge audiences and yeah. it was really poor quality stuff. And we said, wow, we can actually create a franchise, distribute it on YouTube. And if we get traction, we can actually produce a full-length series and build what you know our vision was Sesame Street for the next generation, and uh, that's exactly what we did. We built a YouTube channel, produced content. We produced a season of our sh- of our first se- uh, series called Ask the Storybots. Uh, Netflix picked it up, and then uh, in 2009, we won seven Emmys for wow. over the years. Yeah, we've had celebrities from Jennifer Garner, Edward Norton, John Legend, um, you know, all be a part of the show that's on Netflix. And then they bought the company in 2019 
And I had sold Jib Jab in 2018. So coming off the heels of those two exits, um, there was one idea that stuck in my head, which was, well, first of all, everyone is becoming a content creator and, and becoming more comfortable with video as a communication medium. But if you look at, if you looked at, at the internet, every um, public discussion forum was text-based. So the, the kind of the idea that got wedged in my brain that I couldn't dislodge was, what if we could create Twitter or Reddit, but in a way that felt like TikTok? so that you could swipe your way through video conversations. Yeah. And that was kind of the high-level idea that um, that kind of got wedged in my brain. It's a good thing as an entrepreneur, like you better live with your ideas for a little while in your head before you start working on them because they're all seven-plus-year projects. No matter what, you think you're going to start something, flip it in a year, get rich. Like it, it, It's very rare that that happens. It does happen, but like you got to love what you're going to do. And I thought, what an incredible opportunity to redefine the way people interact with each other in a public forum, because the thesis was if people are talking face to face, they're going to be kinder. They're going to be more careful about what they're communicating because it's you, you know, yes. it's a lot different than when you're, you know, shipping off a tweet. Um, and I that's can, really played out. I can actually attest to that. So one of the videos I posted on Hi Ho, I, I think this one person, this lady somewhere, she replied to me, but then she was, she immediately responded back with a second video saying, Hey, I was trying, I wasn't trying to make fun of you. I was just trying to put my perspective out there. Versus if you go to my TikTok comment section, oh, oh my yeah. God, people are saying <laughs> awful things to me left and right because there's no face, yes. there's no name. It's just yes. it's just a text yes. string, right? And it can be literally yeah. whatever. So I mean, you're a hundred percent right. I think that I wonder if there's a way to measure that, like to show that, you know, the factor of kindness is actually increased with video communication versus text. I don't know if there's a way to track that. Yeah, I think the way we look at it or the the incredible uh, thing that we've seen is there's like no bad con. I mean, we've had um, tens and tens and tens and tens of thousands of videos posted. And I think we've had four videos flagged for inappropriate content. Mm -hmm. And even though even those videos were like, uh, you know, vaccine misinformation or like crypto scam, you know, yeah. not like, not anything like no, you know, no hate content. I think, you know, when people have to put their face behind what they say, that there's a higher ball for communicating and how you're treating other people. And we just see it. And, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, who you mentioned is an investor in the company. Um, and, like bringing Gary on early because it is still early. Even like right now, we are we are just getting ready to start focusing on growth. Um, Gary's got a great community, and we really want like a community that cares, a community that's invested in in improving themselves and supporting other people in the community. And so that was very intentional to say like, let's get the nucleus of this product. Like let's let's get that community to help us define the culture of this app and yes. how people treat each other and what types of subjects people talk about. Like I didn't want to get, you know, some political person on and start talking about politics out of the gate. Like let's meet each other in air, like constructive areas of interest and like build out from that core. And Gary's community is as you, you know, you're a part of it is just an amazing group of people. It's a, it's, it's been awesome to be a host to them, um, you know, over the past six months. 
I do wonder because I I use the app and being totally transparent and honest, it isn't in my repertoire of apps I open every day right now. I want it yep. to be. And a couple of yep. challenges I have is sometimes I open the app and I'm like, okay, I see people asking questions, but what can I put out there? Maybe not as a question because that's what provokes a response, but what can I put out there that will get other people to add perspectives rather than just yeah. asking like, hey, what is your favorite quote of the day? Which is something that I think you responded to mine. And I was like, wait, what is yeah. The CEO is on yeah. this app. This is cool. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I, I took the opportunity to ask you for a podcast. So that worked yeah, yeah. for me. But I yeah. wonder like uh, it, when you mentioned growth, right? Like how can I grow my audience on this type of platform? What, what, yes. what will you think about that? Can, can you give some insight? Yeah. So um, it's a great point. It's it, right now. There, there are a few, there are a few pieces of it, but let's use your example. Like I think as a content creator right now, the app has, is very limited utility. What we're about to release, and this is, we haven't talked to anyone publicly about this, about is the ability for you as a creator. I'm really excited about this. I've got a quick favor to ask of you. If you've been enjoying this podcast, I'd really appreciate if you could take one minute of your time and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way, and I'd really, really, really appreciate it. If you've already done that, thank you again. Please share this episode with someone you know, a friend or family member. Download the episode or share the link, whatever works for you. Now let's get back to it. So for you as a creator to host conversations with your audience on Hi-Ho, and then basically stitch them and export them to TikTok or uh, Instagram stories. So you can actually now be using um, Hi-Ho as a way to engage with your fans. um, And the byproduct of that engagement is content that's easily publishable out to TikTok and Instagram. And so the idea is we want to give creators a way to not only do the engagement side, but to also get the the byproduct of like really cool, compelling content that you can share across all social networks. So basically downloadable stitched content for your for your hosted conversations. And it's still synchronous, right? When it's one video plays in the next one. Because right now it's yes. not it's not back and forth in a sense. Yes. Exactly. Like, so right now you'll be able to down, if you host a conversation, you can actually, it's sequential, but you'll be able to download all the different nodes. And a lot of those, if you want, you can just publish right from Hi-Ho, or you can put them onto your phone and do an edit right on your phone with multiple videos that are happening in the conversation and create something really cool. Will you guys get to a point where you would allow users to upload pre-recorded content or is that something you're shying away from on intention? It's a, it's a really interesting um, question. I think there's something about right now and what what the debate is, um, is that there's something incredibly authentic about opening the camera and talking to it. And the second we move away from that is the second it becomes more of a produced experience and so where I think about like TikTok um, is a place for memes, right? It's about entertainment. It's about production value. It's about entertainment value. Uh, whereas I think the, the, the white space for us is as a place for authentic communication. And so what that means is it's not about who can produce the, the, you know, the best video. It's about being able to engage with video in a place that's free of judgment and like performance anxiety. So for example, we have no like button, right? You have There's no comments, no like, no like button. We, you can't share exactly. video yet. 
Exactly. Well, you will be able to share okay. with this new with these new features. But yes, no like button and no comments because if you want to engage, like open the camera and engage. And mm-hmm. I think that elevates the uh, the nature of communication between people on our platform. So I could see um, having the ability to import a piece of media that you are then discussing on the camera, like, hey, here's a tweet as a conversation starter. And maybe you're green screened against that tweet, but and you're talking about your perspective on it. But the idea of, say, going offline, producing a really polished piece of media and uploading it, I think it it has repercussions for the overall feel. It'll of, become like TikTok the, in a sense. Become like TikTok. And quite yeah. frankly, there already is a TikTok. Yeah, and I, I don't, it's not, it's not good business to compete with TikTok. <laughs> you know, find, you know, it's like any business, find your opening, like try to define what you stand for, what makes you different. And don't be, um, don't be lulled off course by, you know, shiny, shiny objects. Stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, shiny sure. stuff that, that gets in the way of, uh, you know, that, that may interfere with what you think you have that's unique and that you're bringing to the world. The last piece I have, uh, and this is purely for my own curiosity, how do I get more discovered or discoverability on the platform? Because that's something I don't fully understand yet. Because, of course, there's categories of, of uh, you know, topics that you guys have. I guess yeah. one could go into each topic of interest and start replying to the creators there to show their yeah. face more and more. It's almost like, yeah. it's almost like I, the, and I'm just like kind of thinking about it. Like the more you see someone's face, you'll start to associate with them being like, Hey, I see this guy's like face everywhere. Uh, kind of yes. like how you do in any other platform. Right. But that seems to be like the only way of getting more discoverability, but is there something else to it? Yeah, right now we're super early. So I would say that the best way to drive, um, you know, awareness and discovery on the platform is just frequency of engagement right now. Like that will change with time. Keep in mind, like we're still in it, in what I would say is in our development phase is like we have, there are a lot of like features um, that are very standard features that drive growth that we've intentionally not built yet because we really wanted to make sure we nailed that core interaction. And so we're happier having a hundred people a day or, you know, it's more than that, but like, you know, it's in the hundreds of people a day that we can kind of, you know, feel the patterns and see where things are working and see where things are breaking um, before we kind of throw more gas onto the fire. So right now, the best way is frequency. I would say in time, you know, discovery will be driven by other things, but by, by, by algorithms that match people up. So for example, if you're interested in NFTs and you're talking about NFTs, the channels that you see will be NFT related. The people that you see will have expressed an interest in the, in the, in those categories as well as like the conversation titles. So there's a bunch yeah. of stuff like groundwork we're laying on discovery that should help cuz right now it's just getting you in front of all the people because there's, you know, it's in it's in the hundreds per day. Um but with time, it'll be getting you in front of the right people. So basically, you're telling me keep consistent and just post more. <laughs> just post, post a couple of times a day. You know, find other people who are, who who share your interests and start yeah. in interesting conversations, and that's that's the best way to get. Because I've been waiting right for this new platform that I can get an advantage on, Greg. <laughs> that's exactly you know, and honestly, that's exactly what we're trying to do, and and like it's why I'm doing this interview. It's why I was so excited to see you on the platform. It's like. This is not, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. 
I love Gary V. Gary V is the whale, right? Gary V brings in like the, you know, 10,000 users. But like what I'm excited about are this is a new format. Like yeah. every time I've had success in 20 years, when we did Jib Jab, we were doing viral videos before YouTube existed. When we did Elf Yourself, we were doing personalization before Snapchat came along with filters. Like when we did uh, Storybots, it was we saw that we could distribute on YouTube, build a brand and sell into a bigger platform like Netflix. Like it's always about that, you know, us, back then it was us, meaning me and my brother creating new forms of entertainment that matched what was happening on in technology and in distribution. Like, yeah. so what I'm doing now is this is a platform for folks like you, like creators who can say, really it's conversational, but it's really a back and forth platform. And now I can use this as a tool to engage with people and then export that content and then create content that can go anywhere. Like that to me is really exciting. It's yeah. not the established talent that's going to make the most of this platform. It's going to be folks like you, folks like people, you know, other folks who follow you, who see the opportunity to create new forms of entertainment. That's what I, and that's what excites me. That that's what, that's like, that's my passion. That's like what I've built my career around It's that, how does technology enable new forms of storytelling? Only this time, I'm not the storyteller. I'm saying, here's a platform, here's a tool, like, you know, go go on and build great things, you know, yeah, which is an yeah. exciting, exciting new angle for us. I think, I think there's a lot of room for creativity on a platform like this. Uh, it's like, I'm still trying to wrap my head around. And this is always the challenge with a new platform. Like when TikTok first was introduced, I was like, I don't want to dance, dude. I don't want to do this like stupid thing to get attention. Right. Over time yeah. now, I've at uh, least like earlier this year, I thought about, okay, I'm going to make content about, I was personally at a place where, you know, I was, you know, I, 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 I'm an engineer by trade. I, I work in the tech industry, but then I moved over to more business side of the house where I'm talking to customers because this is what I like to do. It's like to engage with people, mm -hmm. you know, managing clients and things like that. And I was, I'm doing fairly well in my career, but then I realized I always wanted to help other people and used to be a bodybuilder as a teenager and in my early twenties. And then got into like a very dark place mentally, like with uh, a lot of anxiety and depression, which I guess is more common than I realized at, at that yeah. point in my life. And once I started to get better, I was like, okay, I think there's something to, to talk about here. And there's others that I can help with. I also looked into, you know, I started smoking weed at the time because it's very popular. I'm in California. You're in Colorado, I believe, mm -hmm. right? Two yep. very just moved, just moved from LA in December. So, so yeah. you know, both places are, have a huge uh, culture of, of cannabis, right? And yep. today it's so actively talked about and it's very popular, but the challenges is that we don't know the long-term effects and we don't understand what it's like for us for younger people. Like now I started doing this when I was 26 or 25. But what I'm finding out now is young kids from like 10 to 13 to 16, you know, hitting these vape pens, which are so potent because yeah. they just, they're like at home, you know, COVID really screwed yeah. up a lot of people's lifestyle. And so I made, started making content about saying like, Hey, if you're, you know, under 25 and you're smoking weed every day and you're starting to feel anxious and, and depressed and you want to make a change in your life, you know, let's talk. And yeah. I then made those videos that started to take off on TikTok to create a Discord community. And now we have over almost 500 people there that have just come simply because they're like, yeah, that's exactly my problem. I'm like hooked on this. I can't enjoy life unless I smoke weed. I want more out yeah. of my life. And yeah. I'm trying to do, trying to facilitate a community where we can we can see that there's, there's a possibility outside of like the narrow, you know, 
narrow perspective that we can get into. And, and the reason I'm talking to you about this is from your story, it sounds like you've had a lot of success. Obviously you have, but there's gotta be times in that where you were feeling low, where you were in places where things weren't looking so good. And I'm curious, like, how do you, as someone who's a successful serial entrepreneur, keep yourself in a good place? Like, what are your routines and rituals like to do that? Yeah. Well, first of all, kudos to you for building that community because it is so important. I'm a, I'm a father of a 15-year-old, 13-year-old, and 11-year-old. And, you know, I see it. And I see I see ads on TikTok, like, you know, advertising vape pens to my 13-year-old daughter. Like, it's... Um, it's really bad, and and I think there there is a lot of science behind the fact that you know that you can do some real long term damage if you if you're you know if you're using marijuana at, you know in those early developmental years like clearly like I have no judgment like like you said I'm in LA I'm in Colorado like if you're a if you're a, a, an adult and you know instead of uh, having a you know a vodka you know after dinner you, you like smoke a joint like more power to you, like no, yeah. no judgment. But I do think, you know, especially as it relates to teens and managing anxiety, because, because it's, it's a different world than when I was, when I grew up and I see it, you know, the, the pressure to, to, to perform the pressure to get into a great college. It's, it's, uh, and also just the pressure of social media. We saw it this week with the announcements that, you know, there was a bunch of research done at Facebook that like one in three girls have, you know, uh, you know, um, attribute serious, like, body image issues yeah. to their use of Instagram. I mean, it's, yeah. it is a different and a tougher world. And so uh, kudos to you on that front. For me, and uh, bear with me a second, I'm just going to plug in. All good. We um, need you on, on, Greg. We can't lose you. Yeah. We're just yeah. getting to the meat. The meat. So, um, <laughs> you know, for, for me, honestly, like I, I'm very uh, regimented about, you know, my routine and just making sure I'm carving out time for my own, personal well-being. So, you know, every morning I have a routine that involves uh, reading. I read for 15, just 15 minutes, simple. But like I find if I don't do it, then I it, I find myself never reading because I'm always kind of tackling the next to do. Yeah. And reading, I think it's just so important for expanding your, your horizon. So I read, um, I meditate. So I, I use a program called um, Waking Up, Sam Harris program. It's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, I, I know about this. Yeah. Course. So I, I do the Sam, Ham, uh, Sam Harris program. Uh, I journal every morning and I, um, and I read my prior year's journals every morning. So I what, kind of... Can you talk about that process, the journaling a little bit? Like what does that entail? Sure. You don't yeah, have to give so, us the details, but... I want to take another quick moment to thank our sponsors, Podcast Backdrops. If you do any kind of video content or pictures online or you're doing any sort of selling over Zoom calls, you really need to check them out because it will make you look professional from the get-go. Having your brand, your logo, and what you're all about behind you, hiding all your clutter, makes you look so much more professional when you put yourself out there on the internet. So check out Podcast Backdrops if you want to level up your game. Oh no no! I mean, yeah, I won't spill out like my my you know my my deepest darkest uh, you know dear diary secrets. But you know, it's literally it's it's like five minutes, and I usually will do it in in bed after I've meditated. I'll just take out my phone and I'll write. It usually winds up being like 150 to 250 words. I don't put a lot of pressure on it. Some days 
I'll talk about what happened the next day, the day before tactically. Some days I'll talk about a challenge I'm having. Um, you know, some days I'll talk about uh, something I've observed with my kids. It, it really depends. It, it's very spontaneous, but it's just a way for me to kind of like get out something that's kind of inside. And like some days it'll be a hundred words and some days I'll go on and on, but it's, it's very, um, it's very free form. And then I'll, I'll, I'll keep a log of it. And so right now I've got like over five years of daily journal entries. And so like today, which is September 23rd, you know, I'll go back and I'll read September 23rd, 2020, 2019, 2018. And it takes a little bit of discipline, right? Because you have to really, you know, you have to just, but not that much, just a little bit of discipline. It sets you up. And then you go back and you start to see the patterns in your life and you see the patterns in your thinking and you go, man, I was like so worked up over this stupid ass thing. So true. You know? And so, so it's a great way for me to kind of get off my chest, whatever's going on right now, but then also to like go back and, and, and to have that pattern recognition that, uh, that almost always lets me know, don't sweat it. Like what's going on right now has been going on and you're still here and you got over it then and you'll get over it now. And this other thing you're dealing with is very similar to something that happened a few years ago. And, you know, so I think for pattern recognition, it's really great. And then, you know, one other thing, just like, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you have basically opted into a life of anxiety. Um, there's a really great uh, cartoon by Gaping Void. If you want to like look it up and put it on the screen while I'm describing it, um, it basically is a square, and it's got you know it's a cartoon panel, and it's got like six squares, three lines six, of six squares, and it's basically one character going oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck, and then one of the squares will say hell yeah, and then it'll be oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck hell yeah, and it's titled my life as an entrepreneur. So if you're an entrepreneur, you've kind of opted into a life of anxiety, and so with age, I've gotten better at not letting the lows get me as low or the highs getting me as high. Um, and they just to realize like, if it's bad, tomorrow's another day. And if it's great, don't worry. There's a pile of shit waiting for you sometime next week. So, you know, uh, that's you kind of deal. For me, journaling, or just, I used to call when I was very anxious, like post-it note thoughts where I would just write on a piece of paper because I realized when your mind is going very fast and you start writing, you slow yeah. down that process because you can't write as fast as you can think. And when you have so many thoughts, it's a way, good way of organizing your your thought process a little bit. And everything you yeah. mentioned, I think you said it beautifully. So I think there's a lot of power in that. I'm curious, do you do any like exercising on a regular basis as well? Yes. And before I answer the exercise question, um, one other thing, one recommendation, two books, two books Tell I would us, recommend. Yeah. One, yeah. one is the, the Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. It's uh, uh, basically a book on stoicism, but just a great, it's a great, it, it literally is what the book I turn to when things are horrible. Like, and I re, I've reread it many, many times, but it's just, it's a reminder that like, it's by pushing through these obstacles that you grow, that you become a better person. And like, if you think about the things you're most proud of, it usually took an obstacle to yeah. kind of to, to bring that out. So I would say obstacles away for anyone who's kind of facing anxiety or challenges. Uh, and then the other one is for anyone who's a creator, who's like, who's really trying to push through. There's a book called the war of art. I knew you were um, going to say that. I just finished yeah. that book like yesterday. Yeah. Man. 
It's amazing. Oh, it's yeah, amazing. It's Stephen Stephen Press Stephen Pressfield. Just book. absolutely like it's yeah. it's a bible. It's and there's one more called Orbiting the Giant Hairball, but I think it's out of print. Um, but anyway, those are my uh, you know those those are my my book advices. And then with exercise, I try to be good at it. I would say like exercise in nature. Um, I've been I moved from LA to Boulder in December. I've been kind of hopping around Airbnbs. I just got settled into my new house. I have a tonal. When I was in LA and I had a tonal, I used that thing every day. I loved it. Like it was easy. It gave me metrics. Let me know I was getting my job done. So um, yes, when I work out, I feel 100% better mentally. And then the other thing is nature. Like I moved to Boulder, Colorado. I'm like three blocks from trail system. Like I love getting out into nature and walking and just thinking. So now, Greg, you're are, you're an entrepreneur that has to work very hard. I don't see you as the guy that's like chugging energy drinks and coffee all day. I can just yeah. tell you're not that person. Can you give yeah, us not, some background into how you keep your energy levels consistent? Is it the routine? Is there something else more to it to make sure that you can manage the day to day, you know, in the best way I you can? Yeah, I think it's it's really for me. It's all about that routine. So I. I will tell you, like my my uh, my partner, she she makes fun of me all the time. Like I live my life on Trello, right? Like I have my to dos, and uh, so basically I have repeated to dos that show up every day: read, meditate, work out. I play drums as well. I'm a badly, drummer too. I, I knew there was something about you, Greg. Yeah. Damn it, I knew I there was something about yeah, you. I, I play drums very poorly, <laughs> but like drum practice and uh, I forget what the other one was, reading or whatever, oh, whatever yeah. I, I missed. It. So like, I like to check those things off during my day. I like that sense of accomplishment. Um, so I think like, yeah, just being organized about what it is I try to get done every day keeps me focused and, um, you know, and, and feeling good keeps about Keeps that nagging voice away. Right. And yeah. Like it's like, what, a, you know, what, have, yeah. What have I done today? I can tell you because I've archived those cards on yeah. Trello. It like, almost feels like, like that. that. And almost feels like, you know, when everything is grabbing for your attention, you're like, you know, I've taken care of the things that are important for my well-being and for me yeah. to stay my, my, my best self. And I think there's, there's so much power in that. And I'm really hoping yeah. part of this, this, I created this program that I'm looking to launch to this group, the discord group about things that I've learned and everything you said is a part of that program. This is daily meditation, journaling, exercising, yeah. nutrition, sleep, nutrition. Yes. Nutrition. Sure. We didn't even talk. Yes. Right. Like, well, I mean, I was yeah. trying to get to that with the, with not having energy yeah. drinks and stuff. Cause that's not nutrition. That's, yeah. that means you have yeah. poor nutrition. That's why you need all those energy drinks to go. Right. Yeah. Like, so I, I'm working on both of those things. Like nutrition wise, I try to, uh, so I, I, you know, I do intermittent fasting, the fancy nice. like brand term for uh, for skipping breakfast. I always find it's like <laughs> I'm an intermittent faster. So what does that mean? I just don't, I don't eat breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So, so intermittent fasting and uh, and sleep is a challenge for me. But I think it's uh, I'm I'm working on it. I've got my eight what is it my eight sleep bed now, and I'm trying to like you know, get some metrics around. You got to meditate before bed then, Greg. That's what you got to do. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, maybe that's what I need to do. So I'm doing it in the morning. Okay. Journaling before bed. That's interesting. Maybe Because you got to get whatever's going in here to to, to pitch away. And so you can sleep, you know? Yeah. There's, there's also like, um, there are different approaches to journaling, obviously, but I know, um, uh, uh, you know, another approach is something called morning papers, which some people like swear by, which is they will literally wake up and they will set a time limit, say it's 10 minutes, say it's 15 minutes. So it's like time box and it's like, and you just write. And the goal is you don't stop. 
And if you can't think of anything, you say, I can't think of anything to write. Yeah. And you write and you write and you write, and then you crumple up the paper and you throw it away. But it's that purging. Yes. You know what I mean? It's that, that purging value of like, there's no performance pressure. Like the, the value of what I'm writing has no long-term consequence. Like I'm going to, ju- it's just about the purge. And then you literally throw away the paper. And oh, yes. I, I've, I know some people who have had really great success with that as a way to kind of kick off their day and get anything out that's uh, kind of stuck inside them. But I'm going to actually, I'm going to, I'm going to start some, some nighttime meditation. I want to hear how really this goes. I'll, I will I'll, let you know. I want to email you. I'll let you know. On hi ho, hit me up on hi ho. Write, write me on, uh, at the end of uh, at the you know, give me a week and hit me up on hi ho. And then you know the other thing is with your Discord community, and I, I don't know if it's if it's private or if it's open. So like some of the thing, some of the things you're talking about are are amazing. And I think when people tell their stories of dealing with anxiety, like you know, what we're doing in video, it just, it just creates so much more empathy and connection. And it might be a higher hurdle to say, I'm willing to kind of put my face out there and talk about this. Yeah. But if you do like some of the best moments on a high ho are like people who have, uh, who have exposed incredible vulnerabilities and then to see other people kind of, it, it's, a, it's a catalyst yeah. for other people, like supporting, but also sharing their own experiences. So we're going to be doing a lot more with channels and uh, the ability to make invite-only channels, I'm hoping is going to, because uh, everything is public right now, like the ability to do private channels, which is on our roadmap for this year, so that you could invite your Discord community to a private channel and say, hey, this is like a closed space where we can talk about these issues yes. or do like an apply to join channel where someone says, has to submit a video to you. Like, I want to talk about anxiety and here's why. And then you can accept them. So you create like a more curated community where yes. people feel more comfortable being vulnerable, I think is really important I for our product. That. And yeah. That's that's a great feature. I think you guys should definitely put that in. I know, Greg, yeah. you have you have some short on time probably at this point. So, yeah. Um, I, look, I, I I could talk to you forever. You're a drummer. We can get on for days. Um, yes. I want to just say thank you so much for just taking this time this morning to get to get on this call with me. I think you. I can see from the work you've done and, and just talking to you that you are well intended. You're not out there just to get people to be on a social media app that's not good for them which is you yeah. know, hard to say about some of the other ones that have evolved in that, in that pattern. So I would love to just keep in touch with you, Greg, and, and would love to have you back on maybe in a few months once HiHo is taken on to level two, level yeah. three, um, and keep the dialogue yeah. going and, and just maybe have you influence me in, in other ways and keep in touch with another person who's found a lot of success taking care of themselves. And that's obviously, I'm sure that's a, a big attribution to your success in business. I think it's, I, I wish that I was as in tune with that at your age as you are. Like, honestly, it took me, it took a lot of pain and suffering to kind of prioritize these things. And, and you know, again, kudos to you for, for bringing that message to other people who are suffering from anxiety or, you know, or looking for ways to kind of live like healthier, more productive lives. So good for, good on you. And I would love to stay in touch, you know. Thank you. Awesome. Folks, check out HiHo. We'll link everything about this podcast in the description. Greg, thank you so much for being here. We'll catch you next time. Great chat, man. Bye. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for checking out this show. I really appreciate your time and I can't wait to hear from you. If you want to give me any feedback or want to get in touch, know someone that I should put on the show, reach out to me on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, wherever you are online, you bet you can find me there. Just search for The Real Abinov. 
Thank you, and we'll see you next time.